Yeah, g'day folks and welcome to episode 6 of Spin From Both Ends. My name's Hammy Goodman and this podcast is the story of my trip around Australia following the ashes in a van. For those of you who haven't listened before, it's basically, you know, the, the similar story uh, of, of my whole cricketing career. I'll be tying at one end and rotating a few part-timers through from the other end. Lucky enough to be joining me tonight, uh, all the way from Waniassa, is Tom Kazis. Tom? It's good to be on the show yet again, Ham. Hey, mate, it's, we've been forming a good partnership here. Yeah. Building a bit of pressure on the listeners and, and what have you, and you know, I think we're on the, on the verge of something special here, so it's been great. Oh, we've kept it tight. Yeah. Hopefully we can get a breakthrough soon. That, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kaz, we've had some massive guests on the show in the past couple of weeks. Off the top of your head, who have some of those been? Oh, we had... Uh, who did we have? Bear Grylls. Oh, we had Bear Grylls. Oh, we had Ian Smith. We had Kevin Peterson. Bumble. Bumble came on last episode, so we've got plenty of... We're flying. Neville Barton. Yeah, Neville, if you're listening, we're flying. So, Good evening, Colosimo. Great, yeah. great job doing Chopper. Really yeah, cert- certainly was. Now, unfortunately tonight we don't have any guests. It's just too hot here in Perth. Yeah. So no guests, no one to talk to. It's fair enough. Yeah, it's all right. We're, we've got each other. Now look, there's plenty to talk about despite the fact we've got no guests, Kaz. I want to talk tonight about Perth as a city. You know, some preconceptions we had. Have we put some of those to bed? Have we learned some new things about Perth since we've been here? I also want to talk about the climate in Perth. Unbelievable this week. Absolute sweat box, I think would be fair to say, Kaz. Sweat box is the correct term you would use for that. And of course, we've got all your favourite segments, including Greg's mailbag and a few other ones, which will be coming up a little bit later on in the show. But uh, before we get into any of that, Kaz, I think always really important just to make note and mention the sponsors early in the show. Yeah, love to run through the sponsors, one of the best parts of the show. Go through TNF Cricket, obviously the major sponsor. Yeah, I just want to stop you at the end of TNF Cricket. TNF obviously stands for Tales Never Fails. Alistair Cook, if you're listening, and no doubt you are, but when are you going to get the trick, mate? You've caught heads again, you've lost the toss again, and look, to be honest, you're probably not far from losing the Ashes. Anyway, sorry, Tom, continue, please. Yeah, uh, so we got the Ribadala Toyota, and we haven't seen Van Morrison for a few days. No, that's right, Van Morrison, he's got his feet up. Obviously, uh, John Inverity, if you're listening, and, and you probably are, we're a fan of your rotation policy, and obviously the conditions over in the WAC were not going to be, you know, weren't going to suit Van Morrison's game. We've left him in Adelaide to keep his heels up. He'll come back into the side as we make our way to Melbourne and Sydney. But for the meantime, uh, we hope you're enjoying it. You're well-earned rest there, Van Morrison. You've been a, a real workhorse for us so far, Kaz, I think. Fair to say? Absolutely. All right, now that we've got the sponsors happy, because if you keep the sponsors happy, Kaz, the on-field stuff takes yeah. care of itself generally. We can now move on to Perth, because you've got a bit of family over here, obviously. I asked you, what can we expect from Perth before we got here? And you made note of a few things. It's like another country, was the first thing you said. Yeah, that was the first thing I said. Next thing was pre-drinks. Over here, they call it loading. Yep. And obviously, we know now why they do a lot of loading. We're going to go into that in a minute due to the extortionate prices. And we also were under the assumption that there was free public transport. Now, Kaz, can you put any of these little preconceptions to bed straight away? Definitely. The price of alcohol is ridiculous. It is. It's quite dear. It is quite dear. It is, yes, it certainly is. Transport is pretty expensive it's also. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Do you know who, who is the Premier? Who is in charge I've here? I've no idea. Is it Rob Mugabe? Because seriously, oh. <laughs> it, just, honestly, the dollar is just about worthless over here. I've noticed $11 for an all-day transport ticket, $12 for a beer at the pub across the road from where we're staying. It's extortion, frankly, guys. I don't know I don't know how people do it. It's ridiculous. I think they need to have a good hard look at themselves. I think someone needs to be accountable. Someone needs to be accountable. They sure. do. Yeah, Definitely. And Rob, if you're listening, no disregard there, but honestly, that it's been ridiculous. It's like I mean, the Zimbabwe dollar, Kaz, I think we all remember quite yeah. well when it, you know, really came inflation, just about worthless. And that's certainly the the sort of that's how I feel over here in Perth. Anyway, look, the heat as well. 
Oh, how have you found that? We've had three 40 degree days in a row. Unbelievable. And I'm str- struggling at the moment, to be honest. The heat has been unbearable. Apologies to Cameron White if you're listening. But honestly, as you said, it's been averaging above 40 every day. It's in the same bracket there as you know, you hadn't Clark or Davey Warner averaging well above 40 and certainly been a real test for everyone at the cricket and uh, just everyone in Perth has looked really drained, Kaz. Yeah, well, me, myself, I have baked like a lizard for the last few days and I'm just keen to put the legs up in our air-conditioned department, to be brutally honest with you, Ham. Mate, it's been like that night we had in Mildura in the back of Mr. Morrison yeah, for about a few 30 hot, minutes. Hot sessions, have we? It's made that look like bliss, frankly. It's been a real character, but we've, we've nearly got through it, Kaz. Two days to go in the test. Yeah, hopefully one more day. Hopefully one more. Hopefully the urn. We can have the urn back by tomorrow. Yeah. Time will tell. Now, Waker, what have you thought of the oval? I actually really like the Waker. It's a traditional-looking cricket ground. It is. However, they need to put some more stands in there and have better shelter. They do. Because there's just no protection from the sun yeah, at all. That temporary stand behind the yeah. hill there. They've actually called that the baking truck. Yeah, well, on Grandstand today, that's what yeah. they said, wasn't it, ABC? Yeah, you know, honestly, I mean, they've just got to get a bit more shade out of Adelaide Oval. We saw the new stands there. They cover yeah. everyone in the stand. I think we need to get some Adelaide engineering perhaps over to Perth. I know it's three hours behind over here, but dead set it feels like it's about 30 years behind yeah. with some of the architecture and that at the, at the oh, ground. Even if you go out the back and have a few tents set up with the big screen on or whatever, there's yeah. just none of that. It's just... Sun or nothing, pretty yeah, much. That's it. It's it is known as the furnace in in the Big Bash League when yeah. the the scorchers play there, and it has been a Perth scorch here all week. So certainly some ominous signs there for the Big Bash coming up in a week or two. And the spin from both ends, because we're always we're big fans of the retro scoreboard. We've touched on this in, mm-hmm. in other podcasts. You know, obviously you've got the Jack Fingleton scoreboard in Canberra, the big scoreboard in, in Adelaide, beautiful scoreboards. Another one here in Perth as well. Great to see. Yeah, and sponsored by Victoria Bitter as well, so it's good to keep the sponsors happy. You're correct, exactly. We've also noticed that Alcohol Think Again, a big sponsor yeah. of, of the Grand, obviously with the, with the ridiculous hate, that advertising has certainly taken effect on us, but we haven't even had a beer at the cricket all yeah, week. Yeah, well, it was quite prominent. It's definitely taken effect on us. To be brutally honest with you, it's been too bloody hot to have a beer. It's been too hot to even walk up and go yeah. to the bar to even right, consider well, getting one. Who, why would you want to go stand up in the sun? for like 20 minutes to get a beer, then sit back down and just get dehydrated. Drench in your own sweat. Drench in sweat. Pretty gross stuff, isn't it, really? Yeah. Now, look, there's no test in Perth next year, Kaz, which has annoyed a lot of people, a lot of factions around cricket. But I think it's a great move by Cricket Australia because I can't really see the people of Perth recovering from their heat stroke in time for next year's test. <laughs> so I think a good move by both them and the St John's Ambulance crew who have been there to forego a test match next year with the weather we've had this week? Oh, I have to disagree with you. I, I really rate the Perth Test match and it's disappointing to not see it happening next year. But what are we without our health, Kaz? And I think it's great to see Cricket Australia taking that sort of initiative to bear their patrons' health at the forefront of their planning for next summer. Well, yeah, they, of course they had to consider that. Yeah. Now, Gloucester Park, the racetrack, just opposite. Big night post-day two yesterday, yeah. Kaz. What, what were your thoughts on Gloucester Park? Oh, look, tremendous venue for racing and... We had a lot to do down there. Yep. It was obviously the Steels Bar and Grill, the famous Steels Bar and Grill. The renowned, very renowned. And quite, um, quite a few members stands, but we didn't really get into there. We just sort of just went in there and had a few punts, met met some new people, met a few new friends. We met some Kiwis, a bloke who, who nearly donned the bleak kip, which was, uh, pretty, yeah, he was pretty special. Quite a good cricketer. Their so. favourite cricketer was Nathan Estel, uh, which is a fantastic choice, <laughs> if, I do, if I do say so myself, Tom. Just the, the final thing I suppose about the Waker is we've had a chat with some of the crowd today. There's been some some interesting people in the crowd. 
I've copped today all day. Gary Lyon. Yeah. People think I look like Nathan Lyon. Thoughts on that? To be honest, I reckon you should give up leg spin and start bowling off spin, and you'd be exactly like him. I think these guys have got a point. I'm always open to changing my action and my cricketing style as long as it's to another spinner. And now that you know that Nathan Lyon has been thrust upon me, perhaps it's something I'm going to have to consider. I'll sleep on it. I'm a little bit dehydrated, a little bit frazzled at the moment with the heat, but once I've got my feet back on the ground, I'll certainly look into that sort of thing. I reckon. Well, considering how well Nathan's played in the first few tests, oh yes, I think you should definitely consider it. He really has. Now that we're going to move on to one of the most popular segments, not only on this podcast but on any podcast in the iTunes store. That's something probably worth mentioning as well. We are now in the iTunes store. If you're listening on SoundCloud, get up to date. It's good to get the call-up. Get us on your... Yeah, it was great to get the call-up. Now you know how Bryce McGain felt, how Peter <laughs> George felt. A lot of these stalwarts of the game, we know how you feel, guys. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's great to great to know how you feel. But if we move on to... Yeah, Greg, Greg Mailbag, because we've got some rippers in today. I think you've got a few there in the bag you might want to read out. Yeah, the first one's from Matt Hill from Melbourne, and he sent it in via Twitter this, this time. Uh, That's excellent. This is what he's got to say. What's your take on the Enigma... That is Billy Bowden being wheeled out from the umpiring wilderness for this test. Good question. And g'day to Matt Hill, one of my one of my good friends from the Melbourne Cricket Club Fourth Eleven, doing a great job both on the field and on the and on Twitter in the Twitter sphere cast. The first thing I just want to pull him up on there is from what I've seen, he hasn't been wheeled in to any of the day's play. He's gone for the more traditional approach of walking into the venue, which I think is outstanding. And before he came to Perth, I believe he would have flown in. Obviously, some wheels involved there on the tarmac with the planes, but I know where you're coming from, Matt. Just to dot the I's and cross the T's there. (laughs) Look, Billy Bowden, always a contentious one, a bit like some of his decisions. Uh, He's got the crooked finger. I'm led to believe he was actually asked to go back to domestic cricket and just work on a few technical things. Often you'll see batsmen or bowlers asked to go back and just refine their techniques. I think the same thing's happened here with Billy. With his, you know, he's got some pretty exotic signals there. He's got the bent finger. Mm. He's got some, you know, some interesting signals. And I think the powers that be at the ICC says, look, just go back, get back to basics, like the Aussies have done with Phil Hughes and a few others, and just show us that you can get that, uh, get the basics right. And once you can do that, then you can be a bit more expansive. You know, once you got your form back, Kaz. What do you think? Oh, you you said it, Brian. You just got, you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> but happy to see Billy back. Um, I'm stoked to see Billy back. He's a bit of a fan favourite and... A bit like us. Yeah, like everyone sort of gets around him, so he does make a few mistakes, but everyone's human, so... Only human. Not here to judge anyone at all. Yeah, we're not here to judge. Got anything else in the mailbag there, Kaz? I've also got another one. It's from Mr. D. Kong, CEO of Gorilla's Choice Banana Co. Outstanding to hear from Mr. D. Kong. Yeah. What's he got to say? He's, Hi, folks. Big fan of the show. We're a big fan of your work at Gorilla's Choice as well, Mr. D. Kong. Just wondering what you make of Peter Siddle's decision to eat between 15 to 20 bananas a day, and how do you think it has impacted his performance so far this series? Well, I think that's an outstanding question. I'm really glad that someone's raised that on the segment. Mr. D. Kong, you know, there's question marks over the legitimacy of the name there, but the question, one of the most legitimate we've had on Greg's <laughs> mailbag, I think, has. Uh, it's been well documented that Peter Siddle eats between 15 and 20 bananas a day. He said it's going to be, you know, it's almost his little advantage that he gets over the English batsman. He's obviously now, he's a vegan. He doesn't drink alcohol anymore and he's getting the best out of himself. There's been all sorts of interesting uh, headlines come out. The Daily Mail, Peter Siddle eats 15 and 20 bananas a day. The Telegraph, Peter Siddle hopes diet of 20 bananas a day will disrupt England top order. Uh, The Examiner, Australian sports star Peter Siddle eats 20 bananas daily for vengeance. 
all, all sorts of stuff going over here. Peterson goes bananas on the path to destroying Kevin Peterson's 100th test. The tabloids had a bit of a field day with this one. Now, England, as we also know, they, they came over to Australia with an 82-page dietary requirement book with, you know, recipes and things that they were supposed to eat when they came over here. Peter Siddle has got a one-page dietary requirement book, Kaz, and I've got it right here in front of me. It says, no, it's got three dot points, no meat, no alcohol, bananas. That's his dietary requirements, Kaz, and I think that's the best way to do it. You keep it simple when you're putting these things together. You keep that simple and, you, and your performance on the field will take care of itself. I've got some interesting facts about bananas here as well, Kaz, because what I think is important to... I'll just go through the facts anyway... 33% of your daily vitamin C comes from a banana. I did not know that. Very rich source of vitamin C. Mm. Does that surprise you? Uh, yeah, it does. Well, the facts don't stop there because it's 5% of your daily protein wow. per banana. Really is nature's, you know, protein bar. Wow, I didn't see that. Also similar shape as well to a bar. So outstanding uh, sort of genetics there in the, in the, in the banana. Potassium. It's a, it's a great source of potassium. Plenty of antioxidant, antioxidants in it. So obviously a bit of a detox Pete's got a lot of the anger and rage out through detoxing through the bananas. There is one danger that you have the potential to overdose on potassium. Yeah, how many do you have to eat in a day? Well, we've got a great bit of correspondence coming here from Tristan Larter, also via Twitter. He's retweeted from Uberfax saying it would take at least 480 bananas to die of potassium overdose. Be wow. careful on the P-City diet, Amy. And look, I think I'm probably not far off that, so the sooner they finish this game, the better. Because... What people who, who haven't been following us on the, the other social medias won't know, Kaz, is that I'm actually on the pedicidal diet for the duration of this test match. So all I'm eating is bananas for the duration of this test match. How are you finding the banana diet? Look, I'm going to be honest. It really is no way to live just eating simply yeah, bananas. I don't know how you're doing it, to be honest. By itself. Um, look, it's called test cricket because it's not only a test of your ability – but your mental toughness, I've, I've said that a few times on the podcast, and I've got no doubt I'll say it again. Do you just want to make it clear for the listeners how long you're doing it for? Yeah, look, doing it for the duration of the test match. I'm um, on the, the complete Peter Siddle diet, so I've been on it since day one, and I'll be on it until whenever this game finishes, and I, I really hope that is sooner rather than later. Why are you deciding to do it? I just want to do it because, all right, we haven't got thousands of listeners on this show, but we've got, we've got some very loyal ones. We've hit well into three figures on most of our podcast listens, and I think I owe it to them just to be dedicated and committed to a cause that really, it's, it's a worthy cause, and I think it just shows a real strength of character for me and just some real discipline that I can take into other aspects of my life as well by just eating purely bananas for the duration of a test match. Well, I just want to butt in there quickly. Okay, go ahead. I disagree with some of the things you just said because okay. last just... night whilst we were at Gloucester Park, you did take a bite of a meat pie. Am I not right? You are technically correct there. I did take a bite you of a meat pie. definitely did take a bite. And when, once I'd taken that bite, though, you pulled me up, didn't you? You said, I, you can't I, eat that. I definitely pulled you up and said, look, mate, you've got to stay true to your word yep. and you need to stop eating that pie. Yep. So what did I do? I spat half of it out. But when I was spitting, well, I was trying, trying to spit the whole thing out. But... As I was spitting it, I think just the sort of the, the head was still saying spit it, but the heart said hang on. And I sort of hung on to about a chunk of steak or whatever the hell it is that goes into a meat pie. And I bit into it and I, really, it was it was bliss. It was just a, an example of what I've been missing out on for the past three days. Yeah. I still think though, if you want to take if you were to take was, a sample It was a drunken slip up. These things happen. If you were to take 
I'm not going to count it because if you were to take a sample of the remnants of my diet from the last few days this morning when I woke up, you would have been hard pressed to detect any steak in there. It would have all been it would have been ninety nine point nine nine percent yellow banana, not yellow <laughs> banana. And I think you know at the end of the day, look, I think I've done a pretty good job. It's been a tough t- diet. How long am I going to be on it? I don't know. I really hope the earn returns tomorrow, Kaz, so that we can just I can get out of this. Right, it's it, it is no way to live. I've said it before. The important thing I suppose to note as well is pedicidal gave up alcohol. I certainly haven't done that. I think it's kids. If you're listening, it's very important to keep hydrated, no matter what activity you're doing. So I've certainly kept those fluids up. The Swan Draft went down fantastically last yeah, night. Yeah, Anyway, look, we'll keep a keep your finger on the button, keep your finger on the pulse. Make sure you check out our other social mediums just to have a look at how I've been coping with the pedicidal diet. It, if you're thinking of doing it, probably fair to say give it a miss, Kaz. I don't know how you're doing it to be honest, but. Well, you know, uh, yeah, give, give it a miss, folks. Uh, one little slip up, but, you know, again, I'm only human. I've had yeah. a, bit of a Billy Bad moment. I'm only human, but people can hopefully forgive me due to my entertaining hand gestures and what have you. Look, Kaz, it's been a pleasure as always on Spin From Both Ends. If you want to keep in touch with the podcast, you certainly can do that on Twitter, at Spin From Both, Instagram, Spin From Both Ends, Facebook forward slash Spin From Both Ends, or on our website, spinfrombothends.com. Really looking forward to catching up with everybody. We start making our way back east over to civilization, over to some hopefully better yeah. temperatures according to, to Apple weather. But uh, look, we're really enjoying the contest. So if I catch your tip for the rest of this test match. I think all the Aussies should wrap it up tomorrow. Here's hoping, eh? Yeah. And then we're all straight, straight off to the Colonel. I know I said we wouldn't be back there after Adelaide, but... The, the KFC Challenge. The Colonel Beckers, that, that's subliminal advertising. It's, um, it's hard not to eat it, isn't it? Again, they call it test cricket because it's a test of your mental toughness, but I defy any man who can go five days without caving into that, <laughs> that barrage of advertising around the grounds and on the television. It's that sort of in-your-face advertising, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Look, thanks, folks. We'll catch you next time. Just before you go as well, I've just got one more interesting fact on bananas. In a recent online survey, voted least popular Mario Kart weapon. Bit of food for thought there, if you pardon the pun. <laughs>